many questions no. if there's one but person i'd like to talk to right now mm-hmm. is dr johansen odwar mm. but the thing is if i'm walking with you on the streets mary mm. and you collapse mm. the last thing that will come to my mind because is i haven't had a gun shot. i yeah. haven't had a gunshot mm. is that you have been shot mm. so those are the that is the last thing i'd want to look at i'd be thinking how did mary collapse mm. what has happened most of the time we'll be thinking about heart you know heart problems heart problems or something yeah something like that not gunshot Welcome back to our usual gang the state of national security with me Leila Mohamed senior reporter at the NTV Kenya organization Wamboi Mary you've been missing in action we've missed you hi hey how was it oh going to Baringo the front lines yes <laughs> Baringo was fun quote and quote how did you manage the heat drinking lots and lots of water Did you ride on the APCs and it was just a soft skin vehicles? We were in land cruisers mm-hmm. but uh, escorted by very heavily armed officers. Oh gosh. Yes. Seems intimidating. Wabala, <laughs> it's been a week. You've been out and about. Ah uh, yeah, we are looking at uh, the security situation in this country. It's appalling. Speaking about security situation in the country, I'm sad today. I don't know if I should be fearful or should be sad or apprehensive of what the future looks like for Kenya. Are we headed in the right direction, Mary? In terms of someone can just be walking mm-hmm. in town and oh. they are shot and life goes on, you know. That story is quite scary. I know. I really look forward to getting to know where the the person who shot her was standing because thinking that that it's a sniper who might have done it you know these so are things makes you feel like nairobi is not this, safe at all on movies it's a, it's a, these are things we see in james bond movies <laughs> i mean to think that somebody could be walking and the postmortem results according mm-hmm. to what we is a bullet was lodged in her lungs yes and it was shot from an elevated angle yeah which means it was somebody on the buildings and the fact that it is in a populated area Uh, high, and it high, only touched yes, her and just her and no one else and no one else and she was walking with a friend and just suddenly collapsed the fact that that happened in CBD and nobody knew anything about it until a postmortem was done mm-hmm. is scary because i'm trying to imagine in the estates and wherever it is mm-hmm. um, i'm assuming i'm walking in madare or i'm walking in kawangware pipeline for instance or dagoreti where there are so many high rise buildings and somebody wants to off me it's It just seems that uh, the degree of sophistication that we have among our criminal elements has grown and looking at how the conversations the article written by Hillary Kimuyu on the Daily Nation and you know I was reading it and I was like really Lela this is not <laughs> is this, this Kenya not, this is just not a criminal yeah must this be a highly trained a highly person, trained person yeah. to be able one a moving target mm-hmm. a populated street mm-hmm. in a place that you can easily be identified easily mm-hmm. be picked up because that place doesn't have just one tall building there are so many other buildings so chances of somebody spotting you before you do what you want to do mm-hmm. are very high so this is somebody who's highly trained quick at what they do and accomplished the mission and left so i'm wondering mm-hmm. didn't the gunshot leave a mark on the lady's face or on the lady's chest how comes you're getting and to know this she now she bleed out immediately yeah, that is and did the family check on the body to see whether there are other you know there's weird so many questions no. if there's one But person i'd like to talk to right now mm-hmm. is dr johansen odwar mm. but the thing is 
if I'm walking with you on the streets, Mary, mm. and you collapse, mm. the last thing that will come to my mind because if I haven't have had a gun, yeah. I haven't had a gunshot, mm. is that you have been shot. Mm. So those are the that is the last thing I would want to look at. I would be thinking, how did Mary collapse? Mm. What has happened? Most of the time, we'll be thinking about heart. You know, mm-hmm. heart problems, heart, heart problems, some, yeah, something like that. Not gunshots. I remember and gun- the fact that mm-hmm. nobody has had the gunshot because a, a, a silenced gun, mm. it's it's it almost very like quiet. a clap, very quiet. It's almost like a clap if it's a high caliber gun. It's almost like a clap. Mm-hmm. So you don't actually know that something has happened. These cases are very common in the US. We don't imagine yeah. them now becoming yeah. common yeah. in yes. Kenya. And and, and, and at what at what level of information did this person have? to be executed in such a manner well there are the rumors going around you, you can't be mm. you, 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 you can't, can't just die can't like just that die. Yeah, mm. you can't just for die no like reason mm. in africa you just don't die like that for <laughs> so this but I, I i i i don't know there are rumors that she was a, a witness with some in a or something in a case or something like that you we, we can't discuss that because it's those are matters under before court i think yeah. uh, let us leave it at that there and hope that the nhif who was her employer will seek justice uh, for this particular individual and may her soul rest in peace moving on matiangi is in the limelight again <laughs> for the second week and this time there was an actual raid where we saw uh, action yesterday and in television was Uh, doing what we do best <laughs> live and we were going uh, we were full throttle in terms of how this was being executed again uh will we see him in court the soon? intricacies the intricacies of uh, the intricacies of uh, of, of, of that uh, incident are quite uh, intriguing one it's there was no raid in the or, first or the, place in the first place uh our security agents the 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 DCI the IG and everybody else even the, the CS. even the CS mm-hmm. were categorical that there was no raid on then there was uh the DCI going to court mm-hmm. and demanding the footage of the CCTV of which, the CCTV by 1 which p.m. yesterday the court denied, had denied had denied three times and then and then and then mm-hmm. later suddenly, in the afternoon later they the had afternoon, a warrant that is it they've got it and they've gone for that raid So my question is this what were the pol- what are the police looking for or what the investigators looking for mm-hmm. and for what intention because the fact that uh one Matiangi was not the one who who claimed or who said that their people had surrounded his house it was we got it from to Honorable and his lawyer mm-hmm. uh Danson uh Danson Matiang himself has not. So what would they be charging him for? For me Mary, it's just the sheer amount of police presence that we saw in Karen yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um is it a case of getting a test of your own medicine? <laughs> <laughs> so the DCA in his statement said what they are looking for is evidence to the claims that were made last time that the police were, had gone to raid the home of, of the late no the late the no, former the CS, CS. Uh, the former CS. Sorry. So, uh, but um, everybody feels that this has got more to do with 
the Rualaka land Rual saga, <laughs> the land case, mm -hmm. more than uh, the alleged raid. Yes. So let's wait and see. But Probably but they'll take him to the dock. But, you but never Mary, know. Yeah. Rualaka land case has been investigated mm. over a very long time. Yes. Well. I think the the the, 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 the challenges that uh, you have in the Roraka land case mm -hmm. are not what is being bandied on social media. It will be. It has a lot of implications, mm -hmm. and uh, I don't know. It, it, it's. <laughs> It will not if, if it's going if it is going for if, no, if it is, no if it is no I'll be candid yeah. Leila mm. if it is going for Matiangi yes mm. you are going for Matiangi with other people yes some of these yes. other people are in government in the current government already mm -hmm. so it's it 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 is like playing juggling a liver a slippery liver mm -hmm. you see so it's going to be very tricky going for Matiangi on Roraka land case. Mm -hmm. When there are other people who are involved, remember he was not the IE holder. Mm -hmm. The authority to incur expenses. Mm -hmm. It is not him who's the signatory. Mm -hmm. It's somebody else who's the signatory. Mm -hmm. So how are you going to handle that? And I think the next few days are going to be quite critical. Uh, like I said last week, in terms of uh, seeing how the state will go forward in terms of uh, enabling that uh, whatever justice needs to be done is done and done. Uh, legally moving forward the banditry issue is still hot on the heels of 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 the kenyan uh, mindsets uh, this week president william ruto sent in the kenya defense forces and we we're having a, con a conversation earlier in terms of whether or not um he needed parliamentary approval before the boots actually uh, went into the ground mary mm -hmm. uh, but then again if you look at uh, the situation seems to be dire. Should he have waited for Parliament to approve, no matter how long that would have taken, before sending in the troops there? Um, I'll base my answer uh, with the statement that the CS gave uh, when he announced that the number of police officers and civilians who've been killed in, in the North Rift region in the last 100 days. Is so he referred to bandits as terrorists. Mm. So when you're dealing with terrorists, I don't think you, you have time to wait. Mm -hmm. So even as Natembea said that uh, the government shouldn't have even given them the three-day amnesty to return the weapon, to surrender their weapons, mm -hmm. Well, from my opinion, I feel th th there's no time to wait because if you're aiming a target, you don't give them time to prepare to, mm -hmm. you know, It's like you're them. giving them time mm -hmm. to clear their defenses. But again, also, uh, being a country where um, the rule of rights and uh, he, what do we call it, human rights and the everything Bill of is Rights given is big in the new constitution. Yeah, so I think the right procedure has to be followed and uh, the chairman of the defense committee said the CS uh, informed parliament on what is about to be done. So whether and it should have been debated before deploying mm -hmm. the KDF soldiers, I will, let's wait and see and how. I, and I think they are expecting a weekly report mm -hmm. of uh, the situation on the ground. Mm. And um, I think it's it's a cash 22 situation uh, actually. Uh, you could be waiting and more lives and more are being lives lost mm. in that part of the country. So no, it no, needed to be done, I guess. Mm. I think it is just uh, typical of us 
Kenyans. Uh, we want a solution. You want it now. But we want the solution now. But at the same time, we want us to follow the procedure. If, uh, for instance, uh, uh, the KDF had not been deployed as promptly as they did, the, as they did, we would have said, "Oh, you know, you are not deploying, so why are you taking a long time and all that?" Mm -hmm. Well, you know, what do they call, what do they say? It's, you are dumb if you don't do it, mm -hmm. and you're dumb and if you, you don't, and you're dumb if you don't. You know, mm -hmm. that is the situation in which we are. But the real issue is, I mean, we have had this problem for a long time. Uh, we have had uh, pol our politicians, our leaders complaining about it. Some have been implicated before, well before. And I know quite a number because uh, the trouble in Tiati has been um, connected to politicians for as long as I have been a journalist. Yes. <laughs> so, the politician. Let's not uh, let's not uh, sugarcoat this. The politicians are part of the problem, because every time we have had a raid during Capedo, during uh, all the incidents that have ever mm -hmm. happened that have 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 have, have triggered a, re a response, all of them, one or another politician or two have been implicated. They have been arrested. They have been charged. In They've court. even been been recorded speaking to communities and charging them emotionally thank you so the so biggest problem even we have even on on one side they are they are being seen as um fueling the fire just by using their voices by using their voices but remember in 2018 i think 2018 an mca and a member of parliament mm -hmm. or a vehicle of a cdf uh, cdf uh, a local cdf in the area mm. was intercepted and they found six guns, AK-47s. And um, an, um, um, a member of parliament was implicated in that. Now, how do you how do you explain to me how a 17, 18-year-old uh, pastoralist who was not going to school, mm -hmm. where he's going to get the funds, the resources to buy that gun? And remember, a gun is useless. A gun is just uh, a walking stick without ammunition. The, the most important thing are the bullets. Are the bullets. Where are they getting the bullets? There's constant supply of the bullets. Where are these bullets coming from? And that's a Why can't we stop that flow? That's a conversation I'm coming to you, Mary, about. And um, George Natambea will be, unfortunately, at the center of this conversation. And he made allegations to the fact that uh, the environment for police down there is so dire they are exchanging bullets for food mm. and um, they are calling them uh, njugu or someone else called it mbegu, mbegu, yeah. mm. njugu ama mbegu. Mm. so when you when when there's a whistle and then someone says tunataka mbegu and then it's 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 exchange for food and other resources um this is tied to what the former cj david maraga is now looking into in terms of the work environment for police officers in this country. Mm. And let's not uh, beat around the bush. Mm. Some of our officers are working under extreme, extreme yeah. um, working conditions. Mm. And it's sad because we expect them to protect us under very unprotectable circumstances. Mm. How then do you think... Um, some of those sentiments that were said can be taken seriously 
by the Maraga uh, team that is currently are they in, in, in Rift Valley today in Nakuru I think well, the advantage of the task force is that uh, they are moving around the 47, 40, 47 counties, yeah. taking um, you know submissions from the individual police officers and also the senior officers. Mm-hmm. So, and they say they are going to record information given to them by the junior officers uh, anonymously, so that they are it's not it doesn't come back them to bite them in future. So I think what what Natembea mentioned is something that the task force cannot afford to ignore, much as it wasn't given to them in those Directly. meetings. Yeah. They, they, they can't afford to ignore it. And also I remember um, what you said is partly what was shared with the committee by, by the submissions ge- given to it um, by the National Police Service. Because, for example, they were saying mm-hmm. um, they, they don't have some particular weapons they need to... They need superior know, to, weapons. Yeah, they need superior weapons when handling bandits. They said they are, the APCs they have are not the, the updated ones. Because nowadays when they go with the normal APCs, the bandits have known that the tires can be shot at and Ooh. prevent them from moving. And what we've seen today is the military has moved in with the MRAPs. Are they called MRAPs? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. And you see those ones are better off suited for that terrain. And I'm looking at an image here, Mary, and um, <laughs> uh, there's this conversation around uh, an image where CJ Emeritus, David Maraga, is standing and he's, he's pointing to a shark. And I'm, I'm, I'm trying to think critically in my head. Is this a chicken establishment or is this a place where a human being can live? let alone a police officer we've seen police officers living in such conditions in some counties like i won't mention which county but where i come from i remember as a kid mm. we used to see small teen teen houses they were there even here in nairobi yes. and they look like those ones so even if that's a chicken house i don't know but police officers have lived in those conditions but, it's, and it's quite unfortunate you, is think, it no, time no, no no listen do you think that in, under the circumstances, mm. the conditions in which this, our policemen are living in those far-flung areas, do you think that they have the luxury of rearing chicken when, <laughs> like we are saying, they can't like, even like, put like, yeah, like food na, on the table? Yeah, exactly, like uh, the government uh, governor will say, they, they, there is the, the, the word that they exchange uh, bullets for, in exchange for food. For food and yeah. Yes. Now, now, if they can, if they can do that, would they have the luxury of having uh, um, uh, ch- rearing chicken? It's, it doesn't make sense. But I hope, I, I hope that that is a chicken coop mm-hmm. and not a a, a, a police officer's uh, residence. But the thing is, uh, our policemen, when they go in these hard, far-flung areas, when they are deployed to those areas, it is their hardship areas. They are supposed to have allowances. What has since come uh, to for is that even those allowances, the big bosses in Nairobi don't even get those allowances to them. So such a demoralized person down there, how do you expect uh, to expect him to pro- to provide security, effectively provide security mm-hmm. under those when he is being 
when, when he's being uh, when he's being humiliated and all that by his bosses out mm-hmm. who have deployed them they are supposed to have what you call dry rats because then they don't have the capacity to go out there and look for food like an officer who is in Nairobi. When I was young, my mom used to bring us. She, has a, she had a friend at the Moy Air Base and she used to bring home the biscuits mm-hmm. and the canned beef. Yes. And we would rush as kids to enjoy that. Uh, having uh, As a grown-up, maybe it's not my cup of tea now. <laughs> but as a kid. But, but, but then those things were really critical for where when soldiers were sent into the front lines. Why can't we produce such they for are. our police officers? They are. The dry rats are part and parcel of police officers when they go for operations. They are there. All of them who go to... to, to they are there. But do they reach them? Do they have sufficient? Mm-hmm. Sufficient enough to make them concentrate on the core duties of, pro- of providing those services that support security. Do, do they have them? If they are provided for by their, uh, for their allowances and dry rats... Mm-hmm. I don't think the situation would be as dire as it is. Mm-hmm. Mary, you wrote a story a day ago and I cried. Oh. Um, truly, mm-hmm. truly I cried because um, when such young souls are mm-hmm. cut off uh, in the prime of their lives, it's, it's, it's troubling. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm wondering how deployment of, of, of officers into such areas uh, many a times when uh, you're looking back into history, the Kasarani attack where the 42 officers died mm-hmm. in, 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 in Kapedo area, mm-hmm. majority of those were boys. Yes. Boys. Having to script that, how, 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 how are you emotionally not to cry? Because I would have broken down as an individual because looking at some of those young men, they were rookies. They had just graduated. Why are we insisting on sending more and more fresh graduates mm. into such areas? Well, the most hurtful thing for me when writing that story was um, asking some people, I, I know you saw me asking mm. somewhere, uh, is there a policy that says young officers or fresh graduates are the ones who are supposed to be sent to these places and some of the responses i got were uh, who do you want sent there who, uh, who do you want to work must no, be done no huh? no no i i i understand the reasoning in deploying the young guys there mm-hmm. because they are agile they are young you know damumoto like they call it that is the perception i mean uh i i, I know it is not a written law but that when you get to some level of above 35 or something like that even gsu you are you're, not you're no longer you are no longer you are mm. you, you are eased into the regular police mm-hmm. because now you're not agile enough for action for such now, now that that would be the explanation but then why not get not fresh recruits from from uh, kiganjo and embakasi and mm-hmm. the likes of it why not get guys who have been who, who yes, have two three years, of, two, experience three years of experience in the, in the job and then deploy them instead of deploying these young guys who they are new to the job. Maybe they they have not even got their first salary, and you deploy them to Capedo. And another question is, Mary, mm-hmm. um, if if you have officers who you are taking to a place like Capedo, mm. when we are recruiting, are we not recruiting more and more people from those regions, so that it is also easy to have people who understand the lay of the land, mm-hmm. they know the terrain, so that they also know 
the specific vulnerable positions because Kasarani is actually like Kasarani the stadium and it's such a hilly area and it's a vantage point for a sniper shot to take you out at a very vulnerable you're, you're, you're like you're sitting there yeah you're basically sitting there but you see the problem we have and I think it's typically we don't want to learn as 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 Kenyans we don't want to learn because uh in in other countries deployment of police is based on where you come from you understand nation center better than anybody else i can close my eyes and tell and you walk which around. building is around exactly. this vicinity and you you would know where the stairs are which door opens halfway and which door opens fully mm-hmm. In, and it is only you who can take me around nation center you cannot pick somebody from let's say corner house mm-hmm. to come and show me how nation how center, nation center like. works yeah. why is it that we don't employ or when you do we do deployment we do deployment of those people who are used to that terrain those who understand that terrain those who know that these people come from this direction it is only from this and place, the best way to and get the best them is, is this, this, route. Is this route. because you understand that terrain better mm-hmm. than anybody else. Mm-hmm. Now, if you pick up a rookie from, let's say, Busia or Siaya, and take him to Kapedo, Kasarani, mm-hmm. he would not understand even where to take cover in the event that something is done. Mm-hmm. Why don't we take this? Initially, there was that uh, there was there was uh, preference for picking. Uh, security pe- uh, security guys mm. especially to tackle areas <coughs> northeastern uh, isiolo turkana and the like that is why we have had uh, a typical police police accent from specific from specific areas, areas. Uh-huh. Yeah, we've always had that w- why don't we concentrate on that because only these people understand these areas and also something else I feel that uh, probably could help. Somebody was telling me that initially when they are recruiting officers to to deploy to the North Rift, to Garissa and Lamu, the areas considered volatile, mm-hmm. they used to take them for specialized training. After Kiganjo. Yes, yes. after Kiganjo, so that they can understand the terrain, the environment, the language. Mm-hmm. Like you see, f- you know, the same thing is happening with Oh no, that's different. That's with the military. So I think if I know the military do a year yes. of, of training in places like Isiolo. Mm-hmm. Yes. And then they do pre deployment uh briefings in Garissa. Mm-hmm. Yes. So that you 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 are there for like a month or two to acclimatize. Mm. So that when you move into the mission area in Somalia mm. you have um an understanding a good, a good understanding of the culture. Yes. And, and the, the language. The language. And, the language yes. Yes. and also how these people think mm. you know so so i i feel like that is not happening presently for the police yes for the police because nowadays you hear that uh, a group of thousands has uh, what do we call it has passed out has passed out like but then currently we have six thousand new mm-hmm. yes. new graduates and the csa they're going to de- be deployed to in that the, particular area mm. and also something else that that uh, is a blunder that that's also i feel is a blunder within the national police service nowadays when you know you see when you want to 
punish quote unquote an officer who has done something in Nairobi. You send them you to Mashinani. No, 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 so no so and sending, then you keep complaining that there is no security along no, the border. So really? First of all, you are sending somebody who you are punishing mm-hmm. and he's demoralized. Yes. And you are sending them so to that even place. His, yes. his ability his to ability. do his duty is diminished. Down. They're it's going diminished. there for business. Then yeah. the next question I would ask is uh, when are we now considering a serious and permanent police presence in that part of the country? We are not talking about just sending in troops. We are talking about building infrastructure, serious military bases, serious police bases there for the specific units. For the military, it's happening. Remember, I think they're in the process of acquiring land for uh, barracks in Turkana. Mm-hmm. And then they've also set up something, I think, in Marsabit. Yeah. I don't know if I've confused. Ma- Marsabit, Mar- 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 has already been has in been existence there. for a while. For so a while yeah. Maybe they're uh-huh. just uh, expanding yeah. mm. the, the infrastructure yes. there. Mm. So the Turkana one would be interesting to yeah. see. Um, how big or but, how massive but, but, it will be to serve uh, the North Rift region in terms so, of... So currently they're there but not in permanent state. But I, I, I understand they're setting up I something I know there's permanent. a military base in camp mm. in, in, in Loruk, in, Loruk, in yes. the Mukutani area. Mm. And it's such a small base because um, the commanding officer by that time I was there was a captain. Mm. I don't know yeah, if uh, the, the senior base. most officer is now a major. Yeah, mm. It's a small mm, base. It's, small it's like base. what we saw mm. in the forward operating bases in Afmado and mm. Kabda. Yes. Yeah. And also remember also with the police uh, at Kanyonyo, they, they yes. really developed They've that really place. They really developed the place in Kanyonyo. Yeah. So in Turkana and Marsabit, regarding the police are not quite sure what is but, being but, done. But the, the, the thing is, even as we talk, the total of police officers and uh, and prisons mm. is only 140,000. Now... Official figures. Those are official figures. <laughs> 140,000. Mm-hmm. Now you're expecting that uh, an, an MCA wants security, an MP wants his security, mm. the judge is expected mm. to have a security, and we're having uh, 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 critical installations also having mm. their own. So the number of people, of, of officers who are supposed to patrol mm-hmm. and effectively uh, 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 deliver what, uh, 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 security is, d- keeps diminishing. And even as they diminish, we have, oh, the government has had this preferred, uh, or, or it's not preferred, is another word I wanted to use, of where they want to deploy, mm-hmm. the priori- prioritized areas mm. of where they want to deploy. And t- Turukana and West Pokot and Samburu and have always been at the back at burner. the back back burner you know they, they've we've, always we, been we've always dealt with them on a reactionary on a, basis exactly when there is when there's trouble when there's trouble like it happened in kainuka and the and Kapedo and the likes of it so mm-hmm. even as we do deploy if, even if, if even as we talk about depl- or establishing of bases and uh, police barracks and the likes of it we also need to talk about the numbers because the un the UN ratio mm-hmm. is supposed to be four, one to four hundred. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, as at I, the time he was leaving office, Uhuru Kenyatta had gone up to ten thousand recruits every year. Every year, mm-hmm. yes. Uh, is it time then, possibly, the current commander in chief 
Dr. William Ruto considers raising that number to 20,000 uh, recruits each year. And then the question now is, if we are not able to house, feed, clothe, pay allowances to the current 100,000 with an extra 20,000 every year, will the government be able to make their lives comfortable? We must make security a priority, a priority in this country. If we don't, we'll be damned. Because if bandits can have the guts of laying ambush to, to security agents and killing them and burning their vehicles and getting away with it, mm. and all we get is rhetoric, Tutapapanda now, we will deal with them. And then the next two weeks again, they do the same thing and get away with it. I mean, what are we talking about? Mary, what do you mm. think? 20,000 police officers every year. Can we manage? I I don't know what the budget is <laughs> and uh, how much it can handle, but I think security deserves all the priority. With, so with, with we what can. the president has done, mm. he's enabled the Inspector General of Police to be the AIE holder of the budgetary allocation. Is it kitty. really him or it's the CAS? I think it's Remember the, the new lady who has yeah, been appointed. Mm -hmm. She's the one. It's not it's the not, IG. It's not the, but the it's IG will the be IG. able to sit with her and say yes, yes. this yes. and this and this and this no, is what we want. At least it is not. Do. At yes. least it is not with OP as it mm -hmm. used to be. Mm -hmm. It is closer to the IG than. So which, this is a good thing for the police. It is but, a good thing but for also the remember, this is a government appointee. Yeah. So true. she's under the direct orders of the OP, OP still. Yes, Mary. Yes. She's under the direct of the, uh, the direct uh, order of the OP, mm. answerable to the OP. Mm. But at least, at least it is a step forward. Yeah, yeah. Initially, the the the, the IG was just was just there. He was mm. a rubber stamp guy. Mm. Nothing to do. He didn't. He could not even dictate how many. Officers, officers, or, 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 or the allowance of officers, how many officers to deploy, let's say, to Boni, mm. how many of them to deploy. To, he didn't have that mm -hmm. because he doesn't have the budget. But at least now he can say, I want to deploy 2,000 to Capedo. Mm -hmm. I need this amount of. And then that will be discussed. But initially, nothing. All the money was, was remaining at OP. There's another issue now. Um, I think in the last six or seven years, we've seen them. Uh, try to change their uniforms. <laughs> the, <laughs> the 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 current one is cute, but I'm still a sucker for the original boys in blue uniform. It mm -hmm. looked uh, very powerful. There was something about it that was just unique mm. you in, in the East African region. Leila, you are conditioned. They were the boys in beautiful. No, in my are, mind, you are the con you are conditioned to look at it that way. Well, well, of course, I don't. The, 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 Look the at other, East Africa. The, the other uniform that they... Kenya and your smart. Like, see you are blue. Not, uh, this, this, blue not, not this blue that they... That, one is, that, is, that, that, that was a political I'll something. Not see, I'll not cry for it. I'm wow. happy to see it I'm go. I'm happy to see it go. For it. Imagine, but, but I, 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 I had issues with it at the beginning, but now I love it. I would have. No. I, I would, I would I'll have miss loved, it if it goes. Ah, I would have loved I'm, the I'm previous like good one. <laughs> no, I would have loved the pre the, the previous uniform mm. to be reinstated. Mm. Yes, 
especially the one for the inspectorate and all yeah, that yeah the khaki one the khaki yeah. one it made the, it it was authoritative yes and then you would see that this is an inspector, an inspector someone of authority so, yes mm. but this one you don't even see the difference between an inspector and yeah, the current the, one is supposed so, to match the ethiopian one the Ethiop- the, 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 the current, chinese one the current one even sudan uh, northern sudan wear the same well, uniform then i think the, the current one is but, okay. but it's 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 more of un have you ever seen the UN security? Yes, mm. they, looks, wear, they wear they wear the same. The blue. Yeah, yeah, they wear that. They, uh, they, they wear like the new if one. If you've gone uh. to UN at Gigiri, yes. mm. they are official uni yes. Uh, yes. security officers Look like wear that. that. Yeah. And it's one of those places where their security agents are strapped. Yes. How? <laughs> no, it's because it's uh they they they, they need a special license to a be strapped. License. Yeah. For them, I believe it's the UN who Organizes with the, the Kenyan government to do that, and and interesting, very yeah, but interesting. The, the one they are proposing, uh, you don't like it. Uh, you like it? I think it's no, cute. It's, it's cuter than what we have. Before. I've seen oh. the. Um, yeah, I've I seen the. What's her name? Doctor Resila. Resila. Mm. Yeah. She's on on television this morning, and um, she's wearing the new outfit. Oh, really? And she looks quite. Mm. Nice. Oh, really? I, I can't complain about it. As for the IG, when he wasn't belted and the yeah, shirt was yeah, yeah. like it's oversized. Yeah, it looked, yeah, more, it looked yeah. like the uniform was wearing him yeah, rather the comments, than the other side. The comments, the comments on social media were like, "Oh, why didn't they get a, a size?" You know, that fit him. Yeah. But also, yes. that brings us to the debate we were having before. If we've got money. To buy, to buy a to get new uniforms, uniforms. then why can't money? we pay our police officers well you see l- l- the last time and we'll talk um, t- i want to talk about the apcs mm. you are deploying guys to a volatile areas where they are susceptible to um, to ambush mm-hmm. and you're taking them in soft skin apcs land a- no land cruisers mm. the, the the ones the the, the, the incident that happened in kainuk the ones that were burnt, yeah. those were soft skin, and and, and even fact, and even the, the APCs that the we have, the ID attack on on, on, on military officers yes. in Garissa, yeah, that was, was soft, skin. soft skin vehicle. Now, now, we are supposed to at least bare minimum, because you're sending them to a, a volatile area. Please get these guys APCs, and not these Chinese fake APCs. Okay. Get prep proper APCs where. The only threat you have now is maybe armor piercing ammunition. Mm. But normal a normal bullet will not will not pierce that vehicle. Mm. I, I mean that gives even this guy some confidence and a sense of protection. That it be you're you you'll just be throwing stones at him when he's in that APC. Mm-hmm. But and at least he has a position where he can fire back. But you get an APC that whether he's inside or he's in a soft skin vehicle, the difference is the same. I mean, for God's sake. <laughs> it's so sad. It, it is sad. And, and that is why I said we must make security a priority and we must be willing to spend to secure Kenyans, both life and property. Then how then do we look at how our neighbors in the region have dealt with the issue of, of banditry? Because the western part of Uganda has a for decades dealt with the issue of, of, of banditry, banditry. Mm. Uh, both inside Uganda and across the border. Uh, and some of the leaders in, in, in northern part of Kenya were telling President William Ruto, sit with Honorable Museveni and try and understand how 
he was able to deal with this issue of Karamoja, for example. Oh, yeah. Um, should we now have the conversation of opening up the spaces, opening up opportunities, and making the people of northern Kenya feel like they are part of Kenya? That is what, as Kenyans, we need to do. I hoped that devolution would have changed, that the devolution would have opened way, uh, ways. I mean, imagining that Turkana receives... 12, is it 12 billion? Every country receives about 12 billion annually mm. as, as, uh, as uh, but support. But there are counties that get more than There are counties others, that get yeah. more when it comes to equalization fund and all that. Mm -hmm. Turkana and the, those places are supposed to receive that additional amount of money. Yeah. Now, uh, give these guys opportunities to go to school. There are other places where uh, you have started, we have, they have started irrigations and all that, and people are changing their way of life, that cattle are not their mainstay. I've, that seen, having, I've seen what you're talking yes, about in Isiolo, and yes, it's really, really it's, it, exactly, changing mindset. It's supposed to do that now. If you don't provide that, the only if, if I bring up my kid in Kainuk, mm -hmm. where the only thing he, he knows is an egg, he is born on the back of his mother alongside an AK-47. Mm -hmm. He doesn't go to school, he doesn't do anything. He can't improve his... The only thing he knows is herding and having an AK-47. Mm -hmm. That is his only way of life. He has not been given an opportunity to even know that there is IT or there is procurement mm -hmm. or there is, you know, he doesn't understand anything else other than that. If you don't give them another way of life, mm -hmm. they will stick to banditry and that is their livelihood. Mary, because you're the one who was there recently, mm -hmm. uh, paint for us a picture of how the situation on the ground is in terms of um, the minister had promised mm. that he would take you to the 15 schools that uh, the president had ordered to be reopened in Baringo. Mm -hmm. Was that successful uh, in your trip? And uh, how is, the, uh, how is the, the situation there? <laughs> so it wasn't successful. Um, when we went there and uh, we weren't able to go deeper into where because the bandits are hiding. Isn't good, yeah. Because the operation, as they told us, had just started mm -hmm. and uh, the county commissioner was not able, the county commander was not, no, the regional county commander was not able to provide us with the armed, what are they called? The bulletproof jackets mm -hmm. in time. And, uh, and also they were feeling like um, when the operation is just starting it's too and early you're to taking the stuff. media there, uh, probably we are going, because, you know, the security agencies feel when you involve the media too early in mm -hmm. an operation, they feel like we will mess it up. Mm -hmm. So we were kept in the dark as That's regards great. to what had started, the areas they were focusing on at the beginning. But I was able to talk to some locals and they told me the matches the government has opened the schools, the 15 schools that the CS announced, mm. the children haven't yet gone, gone back to school. And this is because the area is mainly inhabited by some what do you call pastoral communities who move from one place to another so people have moved away from the original homes you see they were being attacked on their way to school so when you're attacking a kid on the way to school with the, par the parents, parents allowed like, them no. to go back to school no. and also the we were in situated in marigat town for the three days and the locals were telling us that um 
you, you see this is mainly a community versus community yes. issue yeah. battling for resources mm-hmm. so the locals there even the border border riders were were saying they they operate within marigat backwards to, to Cabernet. Mm-hmm, but they can't go beyond marigat because the moment they attempt to the pokots will come after them mm-hmm. but they were feeling sad that the pokots are armed and they are able to come within the town and conduct their businesses mm-hmm. but then there's a line they can't cross and they were also happy that the cs has been making trips to the to the region mm-hmm. though they insist it needs more than those trips it needs more than these operations they need to feel like they are a part of Kenya because even as we were leaving some of them were telling us Kwaheri sasa merudi Kenya it's true it's true so yeah. it's sad. I've, I've been past Marigat to Chomolingot Mukutani yes. uh, and all the way we rode all the way up until the hills and it's a very beautiful yes, it is. place mm. it is. to be in it's unfortunate uh, that insecurity has taken over that area and uh, it it has a hold on them mm. that they know nothing else other than the rule of the gun mm. for them to survive and it's unfortunate uh, that in 2023 almost 60 years after independence uh, Kenyans will still be talking about illiteracy insecurity poverty and underdevelopment in a greater region of the country i'm i'm i'm, I'm trying to 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 look at the example like uh, uganda for instance mm-hmm. Uganda has been was unstable for a very long time until Museveni came in and mm. even when Museveni took power in 1985 there was there were regions that were still uh, like the western part like of the it. western part of including making his wife a minister for Karamoja mm. at some point of time yes so i i, I believe so that they concentrate on that area and and, and try and improve it and relatively Museveni has been able to manage to a certain level to a certain level mm-hmm. f- far from what it was then to a certain level and and those are sacrifices that we as Kenyans need to make mm-hmm. because Marigat Turukana West those are part of part and parcel of Kenya. of Kenya and in fact why don't we have resources why don't we spread resources there so that we change their way of living i mean uh northeastern and the likes of it ha- were also afflicted by the same the same uh, issues. Uh, issues yeah but the people who are dominating business in Nairobi and most parts of Kenya now are from that part are from country. that part of what do they do they just change their way of living mm-hmm. and 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 started thinking mm. wider and they have become traders now mm. and they are big traders now why don't we concentrate on trying to change the mindset of people in in that in, part, in that of, part of, country. of country so that they look at life differently from what they are looking at and that includes provision of water giving the you know opening up schools mm. you know resources tivets t- 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 and the likes of it so that they are given alternative alternative ways of living mm-hmm. other than just concentrating on livestock livestock and that makes them want to come and raid Leila's uh, community mm-hmm. so that i get the animals and go and and and, and pay dowry of 200 cattle mm-hmm. for some skinny girl somewhere and you know but i'm also thinking the insecurity in the greater east african region um also to a certain degree is enabling some of these atrocities to happen inside kenya why am i saying that because because of insecurity in certain parts of eastern africa uh, with the porous borders that we have in the country 
some of these illegal guns are coming in through mm. uh, those what we call panya routes. Yes, yeah. And uh, when they reach the hands of the wrong people, uh, it just con- because if mm. if if you're not armed really, uh, you can't execute such uh, atrocities like what we are seeing happening in Turkana mm. and Baringo and El Geomaraquet and some parts of Samburu uh, to to that level. Yes. So um, is this Mm-hmm. Is the state seriously looking at how to stop these guns from coming into Kenya? I, I think they are. I think they are because the the other day we learned that uh, the deployment of KDF wasn't wasn't really a one of idea. Mm. It's something. It 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 was informed by a report a report that studied the issue and why it has existed for so long and the pros and cons of having the military deployed there. And uh, though I haven't seen the report and I understand it's confidential, I, I, somebody was telling me that uh, it's going to look at all these factors that we've mentioned, opening up the roads, schools, ensuring security in the area is, you know, available to the locals, ensuring that there is water so that there is no competition for resources. Mm-hmm. And I think once the government does that and ensures that there is the right leadership in the region, and I think that is also what Uganda did, yeah. because there's a there's a there's a report by Rexa that says that's what Uganda did. I think if the plan the plan that's currently being deployed to end banditry in the in in the North Rift region, if they stick to it, then mm-hmm. I, I, I I'm hopeful. I've always wondered why we we, we have uh, pastoral communities in South Rift and. The, the 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 amount of um, cattle raids are significantly lower. What's different? Well, well, I, I I don't know what is different. I think uh, maybe maybe there's more. Th- there is more exposure to different ways of life, to education, and the likes of it in south mm-hmm. than it is in the north. I would really love for the government to actually crack down on the perpetrators of banditry because they are beneficiaries. The people who buy the arms to give to the real operatives, the young guys, mm-hmm. those are the people to crack down on. There is no way in a semi-arid area 200 cattle, 500 cattle can, can be, stolen be stolen and just dis- disappear. And, and, you, disappear. And, 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 and in this era of technology, it is not possible. There are people who are benefiting their people, who are financing their people, who are facilitating these guys to steal the animals, get them to a point, load them into a truck, bring them to Nairobi or Mombasa or Nakuru, whatever it is, they end up on our plates. There are people who are doing that. I only wish that the government gets serious and goes for those people because it is only until you hit the head of the snake, the real guys, is when the snake dies. Otherwise, we are we will just keep talking and deploying and doing that. And after the after a lull, then it sparks up again. We need to deal with this guy. And then the other question I was asking myself: We put trackers in our cars, in our phones, mm. in our bags, and everything. Why don't we chip these animals so that when somebody actually steals Layla's cows mm-hmm. and takes them to Mary's mm. homestead, mm. we can track 
these animals mm. that in itself if if there is knowledge that the animal you have taken will lead to your arrest but the first truck um, I, I used to see in my grandmother's uh, home uh, are the cowbells yes no. i know it was to to tell you that ngombe mengia kashamba but then when someone is coming to steal they would cling and then you would know something no, is happening that was 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 then but now with the sophistication of putting the animals into trucks and going the bell will just keep ringing but it's already gone i would love as because we we are looking at alternative ways of trying to stop this bandit because it is painful leila mm. for for me to wake up in the morning and then i'm told there has been a raid mm. a bandit raid, and i as a journalist is going to cover that and i'm seeing a 5 year old has been shot dead and an old person has been it's 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 emotionally toiling it is too much for you it at the, at some point of time it makes you dead dead inside. not mm. dead not in, not as in lively ronaldo inside you yes, there's you, something, inside, in there's you something that, just, that dies yeah. it mm. becomes a routine you know you you almost become like a robot you lose humanity that sense of humanity the feelings just go because lila you don't feel it because it's become a routine we are normalizing that we are normalizing banditry we are no- normalizing murder should we be at the level where uh president daniel moy took a decision and went to parliament and said hey i know this is an internal matter but we need a full military incursion in mount elgon nasita fadhali the something also the current president said at the banditry and use the same word yes nasita fadhali yes. so, somehow i feel this thing is serious I think uh-huh. let's wait and see. I'd really love if he took that position. Mm. Because we are normalizing murder mm-hmm. and normalizing crime. Will we be talking about this conversation in our next episode or will we be moving forward in terms of uh it's been a week it's been uh, this and this has been the wins and the, the initial successes or we will be back to just uh where we were last week i think i think i think next i think we need to, to keep talking about it yeah. until something is done mm. because just wishing it away mm. and not it's not going to happen we, we must continue talking about this until something is done we can pray it away yeah uh, we, 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 <laughs> <laughs> and also the I think the three day am- amnesty period is, is ending, ending today. today. Yes. Yeah. And you remember Natembea said that you give people amnesty they're going to re- return the old and the, the old weapons, weapons they don't need. And that's what Guess how many have been returned till now? Four. Three. No, th- three are not are, are not even the ones that were, in, were were used in killing the cops in Kainuk. No. Those they were many. So Just, this is a small uh-huh. let's let's do disarmament mm. crack down on the finances forceful and beneficiaries disarmament yes forceful disarmament yeah. whether you like it or not mm. and of and all and, communities and, not and, just and one of all communities are not just one and as the president said nasita fadali mm. mm-hmm. let's do it for the sake of this country and also i feel the way dominic you've said that if they go for two three big fish mm. the people profiteering the most from this business you see the message will be 
passed on across the chain that nikubaya you people we must surrender or else we are dead i thought with devolution maybe uh, that part of the country would start seeing uh, a new face but still 10 years into devolution uh, when, when not much has happened in that part of the country devolution yeah. devolution is happening <laughs> but it is happening in apartments in nairobi and mombasa beach houses and the likes of it mm. that is where devolution is unfortunately. happening unfortunately unfortunately mm. so but that is the reality because you don't see what 12 billion has done in well there are counties that you, you, you where can, you can where see you can it. see it but majorities of count, the majority of counties there is nothing it has done nothing well well it is so sad that you can go to a, a village in this day and age and find that there's no water eh? people are still relying on water from the dams from the rivers mm-hmm. eh? i in was in a of devolution i was really. in tana river late last year mm. and it's so sad that even the water company is just putting a pipe on the river and 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 sending it to locals the way it is there's no no, no. when have, you open the shower it is brown just as you see it <laughs> in the river i kid you not but no, my, no, my issue with tana river is deeper than that leila because mm. i understand there's a part of tana river that uh, provides water to mombasa county yes but yes. them themselves they don't have water they don't have water <laughs> no it's it's And, and and that is why we are, yes we we have had devolution for the last 10 years but it has done very little impact it has been enriching and people people. Peop, people need to start being accountable mm-hmm. action needs to be done we have had cases where ESCC has investigated governors and the likes of it almost every governor and those cases don't go anywhere we need to see this we need to see this governor jailed. yes it is only then that this will will stop it is only when action is taken mm-hmm. that banditry will stop i think But the next so, conversation we need to have is how uh, fast some of these cases are dropping like hot potatoes <laughs> super super fast and i think this is a good place to cause to close this conversation uh maybe it's been it's been nice having you back thank you uh, don't go away <laughs> for so long we miss you the conversations uh, continue in our next episode uh, thank you for listening in leila muhammad is my name mary wamboy and dominic wabala see you next time